0: You're listening to the Photographer's Story Podcast. I'm your host, Najar, and joining me is International Photography Business Coach, Bernie Griffiths, as my co-host. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another great episode of Photographer's Story Podcast. And today we're joined by Ali. Ali's uh, from uh, Scotland. And uh, Bernie, you're joining us again today from uh, sunny Australia, Bring us some warmth.
1: Yeah, hi Hawk. Uh I thought you were gonna ask me how it was, and I was gonna say just my amazing self, but you didn't. So that's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. Uh here in uh deepest, darkest down under. And uh all is good. Sun is shining, the birds are singing, and we're happy to be here. And Ali, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Now, Ali, I've I've read up a little bit about you. Uh And I I find that you've lived uh, an interesting uh, life in your photography career. So this podcast is all about photographer stories. And I think you have a few from what I've read about you. Um, When did you first pick up a camera and decide that this is something that you enjoy doing?
2: Uh, I suppose it was the the usual story. I was seven I got given a camera for my auntie for my Christmas. And... I I wouldn't say I fell in love with photography but I certainly enjoyed taking pictures and I was always the one in the family I was the oldest of four and I was always the one that recorded what the family was doing and then at those times it was a it was a spool as we called it that you put in your camera and then a tiny little one two six Kodak camera and I would take the spool and give it to my mum who'd shove it in a drawer and about a year later she would take it to the chemist to get developed and about a year later we'd get these pictures back but it wasn't until a lot older that I actually decided that this was going to be my career.
1: Yeah that's interesting the 126 camera that you had to smash open and destroy uh, to get the actual <laughs> film out. Uh, I started with a box brownie of course so, so I was a little bit before your time but yeah <laughs> you're exactly right in that era you would go on holiday you'd take six exposures and then the next year you'd go and on holiday again and take another 6 exposures another because six, it was yeah. 12, 12 exposure film yeah. and then you'd get it processed a year later where not quite like it is now with digital but uh, interesting times all in the evolution of the camera.
2: Yeah, I think mine was an advanced camera because we could we could replace the spools but you did have to wait till somebody was ill before mum went to the chemist to to get <laughs> it developed. So.
1: A packet of aspirin and a, um, a 126 film, please.
2: 126 film, yeah.
1: Yeah, Instamatic. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's right. And quite. the little
2: bulb. We had, I remember we had a flash bulb that you screwed in and you turned it around four times and that's you got it. a flash from each side. So.
1: oh yes, I remember <laughs> it well.
0: Rem- reminiscing about our film cameras, this is a guy that yeah. never shot film other than maybe a point-and-shoot camera when I think probably in like high school or something, never shot any film whatsoever. So this is all basically uh, uh, alien to me, Bernie. So you'll have to teach me one day. uh, We have to do a podcast ourselves, basically just on some of your film stories. So Ali, thank you very much for a great intro in terms of uh, starting your uh, film. Right now, uh, are you still shooting uh, primarily weddings or?
2: No, I'm exclusively a newborn photographer Uh, so I during the pandemic at the start of it I decided to completely switch my business around and I've niched as as much as anybody could niche (laughs) I'm in a niche of a niche Um, and I I basically shoot babies from newborn to 18 months and very very occasionally maternity but once they get to 18 months that's it pass them on to somebody else.
0: So just basically the post-wedding before wedding (laughs) you don't need to worry about that.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm going to let Bernie continue. Sorry, Bernie, I, I took over yeah, your no, that, uh, question. That's all questions. right.
1: I, and you, um, you know, your, your long career, you like most of us um, did various jobs uh, to, uh, to earn a bit of income. But how, how old were you when you, you sort of picked up this first camera? Seven years old, were you?
2: I was seven yeah I mean I wouldn't have said I was one of these kids that walked about with a camera constantly Uh, I think I was much more of a child that was interested in making money I thought anything I could see any hobby or anything that I could see there was a way to make a bit of cash I was quite interested in so um, and I think I, I mentioned to you before Bernie that We used to go to this little holiday island, not far from where we lived, and we were lucky enough, my parents had a house there, so we went from April to September, we went every single weekend, we had two weeks Easter holidays, and at that point you used to get eight weeks in the summer, and we just basically lived in this place, there was no cars, really, there was lots of, it was a children's paradise, so lots of things were laid on for the kids to do, like sandcastle competitions and pony riding and fancy dress competitions and there was a photographer on the island who Walter Kerr, Walter we called him, who just used to pop up everywhere with his, I presume it was a twin lens reflex, I'm not sure, and his brown suit looking very formal and took pictures of everything and the next morning in the window of his wife's gift shop they displayed all the pictures with a number and a price and I can remember just being fascinated at watching all these people crowd around the window every morning and rush in to buy them and I remember one day I was I think third in the fancy dress competition and Walter came along and he, when we went along to the window to look at the pictures with my papa there was pictures of it's almost a documentary site picture of the of the competition taking place. There was one of all the kids that had taken part. There was one of the three, run, you know, the winner, the runners-up, and, yeah. and the second runner-up, and one of each of the three of us on their own. And my grandpa bought one of each of them, when he's really right. just gone along to buy one of me. And I can just remember thinking, wow. I mean, I must have been about nine at the time, but I just thought that's so clever, because he's taken all these pictures and my papa's now come out with what five pictures um, as opposed to one um, and nothing's changed
1: we we still do that as <laughs> photographers right we take photographs yes. uh, some photographers shoot and hope some who i coach are a bit more uh, experienced and uh, educated and uh, have a better strategy they shoot to sell uh, but it's yeah. still the same principle, isn't it? We can't sell it until we photograph it. So until you photographed
2: it.
1: What a, what a great memory for you about uh, good old Walter and uh, Walter
2: was. Uh, I just used to look in his shop, and he had a he must have had a dark room away through the back because he just used to disappear into the back shop through all these <laughs> gifts that his wife sold, and come out with these prints and sell them. And I just remember thinking, wow, that's just like printing money. That's fascinating. I I thought it was amazing. I was it's quite really- fascinating
1: yeah, very, very similar concept to what we did on the cruise ships, of course. We used to take photographs of the passengers and then go to the dark room, process, print them seven by fives, put them on the board the following morning, numbered, and people used to come and order them and buy yep, them. Yep. And then we just put them in folders and deal done, deliver them mm-hmm. round in the cabins at one in the morning. Um, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's very simple when you boil it all down, isn't it, uh, uh, photography? Um so from there, you, I, I suppose, eventually you got a good camera. What was that good camera? What you considered a professional camera?
2: I think my first one, that was one up from my my one two six spool camera, was one that my dad had kicking around, which was a Kodak Retin 8 Retin B, which was a yeah. was it Retinette? Yeah, I'd, and that was the first one I had with you know apertures and f stops and all the rest of it. And I had that for about a year, and I set up a wow. little dark room in my house, and, and I loved
1: it. You certainly don't awesome. look as old as you're trying to make out here with these stories. <laughs> no,
2: I do. You I've got the special filter on the Zoom.
1: The <laughs> special filter.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, That's usually very, what I use. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hawk, Hawk's looking very good, isn't he? He's got that really soft Actually,
2: 90. Filter. He's just got the special filter <laughs> <Yeah. on. laughs>
1: Yeah, so you got that uh, real camera. What was your first paid job? Do you remember?
2: My first paid job was... With with photography. While I was, was, yeah, for for photography, was while I was a student at photography college and my mum had a flower shop and they did wedding flowers. It wasn't a big flower shop. It was quite small um, in quite a rundown area. And I decided that I would put a few pictures in the window I don't think I actually had any wedding pictures I think I just went to the wholesalers and bought some wedding albums and put them in the window and I also decided I was going to sell wedding invitations so I did that and somebody came in and they hired me to do a wedding Um, so I trotted off to do this with Um, I, don't, I suppose it would have been a canon I had at the time or maybe something I borrowed from the college I don't know um, I don't think I'd ever really been to a wedding. I had absolutely no idea what to do whatsoever. I had no idea what to photograph, and I'm amazed they actually got any pictures at all. To be quite honest. So this <laughs> was a was...
1: digital camera at this stage.
2: Oh no, no, no! This was a this was a film camera. Oh, it I, film. I think I probably shot it on 120 film that okay. camera borrowed from the college, I think, or maybe a, maybe a 35 mil. I can't remember. Yeah. It, was, it would have been
1: a 35 mil because Canon didn't make medium format.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it might not have been my cabin. It could have been a Mamiya or something that I borrowed. I'm not sure.
1: Okay, you're not sure. That's good. That's very uh, comforting for the bride to know you've no idea what you're doing.
2: <laughs> it was quite a down-market <laughs> wedding, I have to say. You know, and I think they had probably market. hired me <laughs> a bit <laughs> before.
1: And... Down-market <laughs> photographer. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so but you succeeded. You took some photographs. You took some managed photographs. to get a few snaps paid me.
2: That, that
1: yep. paid That's always a good part. <laughs> That's always an exciting part, isn't it? And then from there, what 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 did you do next? You you done your you done your first wedding. You're up and running. Yeah, I think right?
2: I did. I did one more wedding after that, and then I took a Saturday job working for a studio in town, going out with an experienced wedding photographer and I think I did it once (laughs) so that was it because I hated it (laughs) I really decided uh, that weddings were not for me 100%
0: so that was basically the last wedding that you shot did you ever go back to ever again
2: yeah I've since 2004 I've been probably a full-time wedding photographer I, do, I did a lot of commercial since 2004 but I did I'd say 70% weddings since 2004 up until the beginning of the pandemic so yeah I did go back to it so,
0: so Bernie and I we have uh, chatted with a lot of wedding photographers over the years and uh, in terms of shooting the weddings there's lots of that goes into it do you ever recall a wedding where you thought what am I doing here? Why am I actually shooting this wedding? Or um, tell us any sort of weird story that you can think of from any of your weddings. Uh, from any, any weddings. Any weddings that you've ever shot have you come across uh, that you thought, hmm, I should not be here. Why what, Why am I shooting it?
2: I think the first one, the first one when I was right. about, I think I must have been 18. I'd never really been to a wedding. It was just the wedding, the wedding from hell as far as I was concerned. I got there Probably didn't really know my equipment well enough because I'd never shot people because I managed to get through three years of college without photographing a person because I think I was a bit shy and didn't want to do that. So I plumped up at this wedding. Um, it was very, 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 very wet. It was a rundown Roman Catholic church. I had no idea what was going on. Um, I do remember the ceiling was dripping with water and about three or four times during the ceremony that the priest and the little four choir boys all had to lift. They lifted the the altar table and moved it about four or five inches to get out of the rain. I think now, looking back, it would have been a a documentary wedding photographer's dream, because I remember the choir boys had these lovely robes on and their little trainers hanging out the bottom, which I thought was very funny. But I sat at the back and didn't take any pictures. I just sat there until halfway through the ceremony when I think they were doing the vows. And the priest called out to me because he obviously had clocked what was going on. I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) So he called me down to the front um, and invited me to take photographs of the couple. So I took what I thought I should do, took the photographs and then after the ceremony I remember it was incredibly wet but now looking back I could have taken them outside there was a big overhang hanging bit I could have had natural light but I didn't I shot all the groups inside probably with direct flash and I remember halfway through I asked for the groom and bear in mind this really was a downmarket wedding and they said well the groom's not here he's away to the the box that's Scottish for box and I thought um what's a chapel it's Roman Catholic chapel and I'm not Catholic I thought he must be in the confessional books or the confession books so I waited for a while and I did the bridesmaids and the bride and her mum and all the rest of it and then I said where is the groom is he back from the books and he said no no he's away to the phone box to put a bet on a horse and he never came back he just didn't come he's back at right. all so I got no photographs of the groom and the bride and groom and well, the group the, the bride and all her family piled into this very beat-up variety club sunshine coach and went off to a hotel on the other side of the city. I didn't go with them. That was the last I shot of the wedding. So yeah. After that, I decided that this is not for me. Like, there's no way I can do this. And so I I'm... shot, I think, one more wedding when I was an assistant, which was marginally better. Um but I do remember we ha- when we did the couples, because at that point you had to do every couple at the wedding, because that's where the photographers made their money. And we had to line them up in threes with a space between them and shoot one photograph of three couples. And I presume the studio chopped it into three separate photographs. So I think after that, I thought I'm not ever, ever shooting another wedding again.
1: But but, you- and I didn't. <laughs> you, you, you did have some other experiences then about uh, dropping the uh, bride's bouquet out of a castle window, and spilling <laughs> drinks uh, at the reception. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was all from, from well 2004
2: onwards. So. And
1: losing your pants at the wedding and the liquid well, well, chocolate. Maybe not tell talk us. about
2: that one. <laughs> maybe don't talk about that, Bernie. <laughs> you,
1: don't talk about, you don't talk about that? Okay, no photos, no? Okay, tell us about the castle. Yeah.
2: Can't, yeah, gosh, there's so many stories, because I i mean, since 2004, up until what the, the start of the pandemic, I was a full time professional wedding photographer, really. I did lots of commercial, but I would say 70, 30 split with weddings. So, yeah, I've had lots of daft things. I suppose every wedding photographer's got all these stories. But I do remember back in the early days when it when it was quite cool to put, you know, posed flowers and sat them on the, the windowsill of this beautiful Scottish castle with the rose garden, the walled rose garden out behind in the view. And I don't know what happened, but they fell out and they landed three floors down. They were quite heavy flowers and on top of all the guests that were assembling for a drinks reception. So I had to sneak down and and retrieve them. So that that was quite embarrassing. But I mean there's been no major things happen. (laughs) A few things, no, there are I do actually have some funny stories probably. So there was once again, uh, I was doing the drinks reception and I was, I do work in quite a documentary style. So I was kind of sneaking about the floor, trying to shoot through things and under things. And I had guests framed up in my camera and there was something in the viewfinder that I didn't want there. So I just put my hand out to sort of see what it was and I pushed it and it, it went down. And I'm so I'm clicking away with one, pushing this thing down. And then all the guests started saying, stop, stop, stop because it was one of these large uh, thermos coffee pots that you push down to, and the coffee comes out. So the whole table was flooded with coffee. So that was quite funny. And
1: uh, with your commercial career, you had a lot of uh, incidences there uh, sitting on the back of the truck that was painting the white lions and tell us some more, some commercial stories.
2: Yeah, I I wouldn't say there was anything terribly funny in commercial worlds, but it did, give me a chance to do and experience loads of things. I mean, to some people, they might not be exciting, but, you know, I've been up tower cranes. I've been in a snowplow in a blizzard going along the motorway, taking pictures. I've I've spent a couple of nights with the guys that do the white lines on the motorways.
0: I'm surprised Bernie didn't pick up on that, but, you uh, know, on the, the commercial side that you've been doing, what is there's some of the most... Uh, I would say, do you picture or photograph any of the famous people uh, in Scotland at all?
2: Uh, no, not, not hugely famous people. I, I photographed, um, I suppose she's quite famous. Sorry, Carol Smiley, if you ever listen to this, because you're probably very famous here. But <laughs> worry, there's, I photographed only, there's only two Carol who Smiley, who you'll probably never have heard of. Um, I don't know if you follow the Snooker. I photographed Steve Davis once I got hired by a. I think it was it was a company that made leather jackets and we went down to this big snooker promoters hall and it was a boxing hall, but they did snooker as well and I I photographed at the time three of the the top celebrity snooker players, but of course I didn't know who they were because I was, you know, 21 year old girl who had no idea who I was photographing. He was a snooker
1: world champion.
2: (laughs) Yeah, was he? Was he world champion? Yes, he was
1: world champion. I
2: photographed him in his underwear. See, I, knew oh,
1: Bernie, I
0: knew Bernie would know it so
2: <laughs> well I turned I did you, who was the other one Jimmy White there was three of them there was Jimmy White Steve Davis and somebody else and I turned around and they were all in their pants their underpants which for a kind of 21 year old girl I was like oh gosh <laughs> put some clothes on boys
0: <laughs> even in commercial jobs you mentioned that uh, you've got a couple of kids how many kids uh, do you have uh, Alan And you mentioned that you used them as models for for kids. So at the time, when they were young, they were pretty willing models uh, for for some of your commercial or stock photography uh, that you were doing at the time?
2: Yeah, I don't don't know if willing is the right word, but yeah, they wanted (laughs) fed. (laughs) (laughs) I, I roped them into all sorts of things, which, to be honest, was how I got a lot of work, because I worked for a lot of government agencies and quangos, and... If they needed stock photography for people, uh, for th- for their sort of image banks, um, it was difficult to get the consent of parents for children. So I could come along as the photographer with, with four children and sometimes various children's friends, and take photographs. So yeah, they've posed as, they've posed as refugee children. They've posed as disabled children in swimming pools. My my fourteen-year-old daughter, I think she was, posed as an underage teenage mum pushing a baby about in a buggy, which was quite sad oh. because the brochure did turn up in in her school and she was mortified. So oh,
0: that was that was the other question that I was going to ask you. Did you ever run across any uh, current work that's based on any of those stock pictures? And do you think to yourself? That, oh, what what was I thinking? <laughs>
2: Not, not anymore. I mean, I, I for years and years and years, the, the, the area where we lived, just about everything had my children's photos in it, the science museum, the, you know, the aqua park, everything. But I did have one where I was commissioned by the Scottish government to take a lot of photographs of elderly people. And so I used my parents and friends and my, my partner's parents. And I managed to take one photograph of my partner's parents where they weren't looking very charitable to each other. It was just a fleeting moment. But I included in include I included it in my selection, and then it must have been about two years later we got a council brochure through the door and the front front cover was the two of them looking not very pleased with each other, and it was domestic abuse in the elderly and I, we had to fly around to their house and retrieve the said brochure, which thankfully was delivered in an envelope. and I don't think they ever knew that they had been used in this
0: amazing bernie um do you have any other question i know we've got uh, ali on the, the hot seat but uh, you want to talk about a little bit more on the commercial side or some of the uh, the current work that you do
1: yeah um yeah i'm i'm quite excited about doing that 10 quick one answer questions arc and Absolutely. especially with ali and uh should i warn her a little <laughs> or no, no, don't, don't, don't warn her. We'll keep going. Uh, we'll just get a, a little bit up to date, Ali. Uh, so you decided weddings. You moved. <clears throat> pandemic happened. You moved into newborns, which is a great genre. Any stories there? I know we photographing newborns. We've had the odd. I've had the odd newborn sort of explode on me. On my arm and all over the studio but everything's been pretty cool with nope. your photographing sorry
2: to that. disappoint you bernie L- a lot easier than weddings it's, yeah. it's a lovely i just love my newborns i love the experience i've created for them uh, the studio is a really nice calm place and there's no funny stories from the newborns at all yet yet yes maybe yeah you would
1: say yet <laughs> at the end because until your life is over, you never know what to expect, right?
2: Well, they, they, I mainly shoot them with nappies on, etc. so, yeah. Yeah,
1: good, <laughs> good. So did I until I decided to take, you know, the one time you decide to take without the nappy quickly, Yeah, that's when it happens.
2: <laughs> and that's yeah. when it happens, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we can go into this this hark, this this competition. You can just uh, prime Ali on uh, on what, what we do now. I see a You're look of worry. I, I was just gonna say I see a look of worry
0: on Ali's face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, well,
0: you don't you don't need to worry too much, uh, Ali. We're gonna put you in the hot seat, and Bernie's got uh, quick uh, one-word uh, answer questions uh, for you. And uh, Bernie's got a barbecue uh, uh, conference happening in Texas, and I he tells me that uh, anybody that can complete these questions with one-word answered. there's no cheating, so you can't have more than one word. And if you get through this, Bernie's going to do an all-expense-paid trip to Texas. Isn't that right, Bernie? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to do it and you're paying for it. <laughs> I'm
2: paying, I was paying for, well, I'm quite competitive. So, but
1: <laughs> oh, dear. So just one, well, one word.
2: It's not the secret. One word.
1: Well, yeah. Um, but mm, I don't know whether we should do this. Are you are you feeling okay, Hark, About paying for all of this? Uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're having a conference at the end of March next year with uh, a lot of my clients. Uh, we'll be doing presentations uh, in Texas for two days, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be in this mansion. It's going to be in Lockhart, the barbecue center of the world. So there's going to be barbecues galore. <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be wine dancing. Fun, Fantastic. education. It's going to be unbelievable. Looking forward to Bernie in his square dance outfit. That's right. right. I'll
2: bring yeah. the Gagey yeah. Broker. Yeah,
1: so should you win the prize, just, you know, bring along your kilt and your bagpipes and we'll have a really good time and we'll all drink whiskey. So here we go. Just one, one answer questions, but don't worry about it too much. Uh, what's your favorite?
2: i myself up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what's your favorite alcoholic drink gin what animal are you afraid of carts what's your favorite city in the world seville what uh, sport do you play tennis what photographers work do you love the best mccullen If you could have dinner one-on-one with any person in the world, living or dead, who would it be? Sue. What's your favourite movie? (laughs) Shokla. Favourite camera you have ever on? Fuji. Would you like to relive your life, yes or no? Yes. What's your favourite food? Tapas. What's your? What are you allergic to? Cats. What's your favourite anymore? Dogs. Who would you like to be if you weren't you? Sue. Who out of your four children is your favourite? Duck. If you hadn't been a photographer, what would you like to be? Pilot. What is your motivation for getting out of bed every morning? Babies. da 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 to
2: go. you. <laughs> this, is,
0: <laughs> this is amazing. Well, well, well you did amazingly well. So that's right. I don't think anybody's ever uh, done that before, Bernie.
1: No, no, that's very well. You'd be great on a quiz show, Ellie. <laughs> You're yeah, the very first guest to it. be able to do that. Exactly. So. So, uh, we'll organize all of that, <laughs> we won't we, Hark? Bernie's gonna have to you do don't. it. That's Bernie's funny. gonna have to, uh, you, don't, like, you don't mind traveling on a cheap, like, down market type <laughs> way of getting there, do you, to Texas? Have you like ever a been canoe to
2: or something like that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Hark will come and pick you up in his private chat. Come jet. and pick me
2: up, <laughs> yeah. <That's right.
1: laughs> I will, I will summon the private chat. <laughs> Yeah. You've got contacts, oh, sure, haven't absolutely. you? Oh. Absolutely.
2: Well, the, the Sue I was talking about because when you said that, I'm thinking I can't say two words. It was Sue Bryce. So
1: was, oh, I see. Okay. Oh, Actually, just when you oh, get to say Sue, so, and I was going to say so. so. I was thinking
2: I can't I, I can't say Bryce. I have to say so. Bryce. You
1: answered incorrectly. Is that what
2: you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was oh, one of the we rules. We can't get out of it now. Okay. I had
1: to. Be... <laughs> I,
0: actually, I was, just as she was saying Sue, I was going to say Sue who, and she was say, Sue Bryce. I,
1: I didn't want to do that to you, Ali. No, she just said Bryce. Right. Yeah. Well, well done, Ali. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I used to play the
2: yes no game as a child, so I'm used to. Ah, like... oh, I remember that game. <laughs> yes.
1: Ah, no. oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. you go. Bernie, he's,
0: he's pretty good at uh, getting people to do the the two word. But you did, you were like excellent. Uh, as I said, you're the first guest to be able to uh, go through it with just one word uh,
1: answer. So well done, Alec.
2: I'm good at so. following instructions. I have to say, you tell me to do something, and I'll just do it. So.
1: That was brilliant. Yeah, I I think you should be on 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 quiz quiz shows. You, you, you'd be really good so uh, thanks Ali great thank you for your insights and, and some of your adventures of being a photographer and uh, the photography industry having been in it all my life I've always been amazed at the adventures uh, that I've been on <laughs> a lot I would never talk about and, yeah, um, I so I really one wanted to there with you but that's a, a wonderful thing about being a photographer and Hart's a commercial photographer and he, he's, he's got more stories than about his incredible career and, and photographing things in strange places a lot lot of things that I'm not allowed to talk about Bernie right <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah so it, it's a fantastic sort of a, a career to be in so thanks for your your, your adventures Ali and uh and no, uh, no I, hope to talk to you. I hope to talk to you again and uh, don't hold Hopefully in your breath. Texas. To Hopefully don't in Texas. Hold, <laughs> don't, don't hold your breath.
2: Well, at least now if I start don't, walking.
1: Don't, <laughs> don't wait at the mailbox every morning expecting a no, no,
2: letter. It's fine. Thank God.
1: <laughs> Ernie, I That's, think, yeah, I I think we enjoyed. got out of that. See, I, I'm not I sure about a- Texas
2: anyway. Because I did a... A workshop with, no, shall I mention who it was? Probably not, but I did a workshop um, a couple of years ago in November, and the couple that did it said that they have, a, they have a list of rules that they sent out to us, but they added on a rule just the week before because they'd had a workshop in Texas, and when they were going through what people had in their camera bags, a gun.
1: half Make sure of not- them
2: were armed. <laughs> yeah, that's armed right.
1: That is so compulsory. I'm not too fast that, if I don't come. That's to compulsory conference. at my conference. You have to bring <laughs> a gun.
2: You have to bring a handgun, too.
1: Uh, yeah. or a rifle. Doesn't matter, guns. Yeah, a gun. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. Le- L- gun and,
2: and an AC forty-seven
0: yeah. <laughs> Shooting, shooting at a workshop is a
1: whole new meaning to it. In fact, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's interesting you say that, Alec, because I saw somewhere on a forum, photographers forum, a few years ago. Uh, what gun do you take on weddings? And, and people were responding. The, the gun they put in the camera bag.
2: They put in the camera bag. Wow! See, we just don't have that problem in Scotland. <laughs> we just no, use no.
1: bottle.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Before well, we get uh, banned in Texas, uh, let's
0: yeah. uh, let's
1: get yeah, on that the other stuff. I'll pass <laughs> you over to Holly to finish up. But thanks, Ali. Ali. Good to talk to you.
2: No, Ali. thanks, thanks, Bernie.
0: Ali, thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time and uh, meeting with us and hopefully it wasn't too faint, painful. Uh, but please uh, come by anytime since now that uh, you're uh, basically the top uh, 1% of the, the guests to be able to uh, answer all single word questions. So I don't think uh, Bernie uh, is ever going
1: to make that bet again or offer that uh, trip again, Bernie. So
2: I'll put that on my CV.
1: I must, I, I got to just butt in and say, I think Ali is our most uh our best guest we've ever had you know she's the loveliest person she looks beautiful and he by far the best guest we've ever had on so far
2: and i didn't need to tell you when i lost my pants I mean. no and that's no. not american pants that's british pants. British wow. pants
0: yeah. okay thank you very much ali
2: thanks very much enjoy the rest of your day and evening. So, can I just no, say definitely. one thing it was I, I feel it's, I'm so privileged to to be a female because when I started uh, you know I was definitely a female in a very much a man's world and this has been my only job it's been my full-time career I've for most of it I've been a single mum to four children and I've never been rich but I've, I've brought them all up they're all doing really well and I've managed it so I do feel really really lucky and i've never had to do a nine-to-five job or be bored so wow that's
1: that's even more amazing and only a woman could do that right
2: <laughs> only a woman could be a mum. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: no 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 i can see why your uh sue Bryce is one of your uh, favorite deaf photographers she's done that a lot of herself so uh, well done so.
2: she's fabulous she is yeah fab.
0: thank you very much and uh we will uh See you next time. Thank you very much.
2: Send me my plane ticket. Yep. Absolutely. Or the
0: or the plane. Or the plane.
2: (laughs) Thanks very much.